What's up, everyone, and welcome to the 24th episode of the Sad Nas CEDH podcast. Tonight, we are making our fourth installment of the DDB update series. My name is Kean, otherwise known as Varless, and joining me, as always, is O3Adam. He's throwing out gang signs, I guess. I don't know what he's doing over there, but otherwise known as Poppy Phobia. But before we begin, uh, I'd like to toss it to Adam. I think you have a few triggers to resolve in our upkeep. Yes. Yes. Thank you, Kian. So to start with, as always, we're going to shout out all of our high tier patrons. So thank you to Doot, Usable Object, Senator Tom, Scorish, Unorthodox Bird, Jeff Bezos, Domino, Geos Justin, and our resident Chad Nas for the time being just ice. If you'd like to become a patron of Sadnaws, you can do so at patreon.com slash sadnaws, where you can earn amazing perks like your name in a podcast, signed playmats, signed foil ad nauseums, and even a guest appearance on an episode of the show. Um, at the recording of this episode and when this episode releases, next week will be Silicon Dynasty, January 13th through the 15th, that weekend. Um, super hyped, super big tournament, going to be the first tournament of the year. Uh, if you're going to be there, make sure to stop by and say hello, because I will be there casting the entire weekend with my partner, Shauna. Otherwise, if you can't make it, make sure you turn into the Twitch stream on Eminence's Twitch channel, where you can watch the whole tournament live as it's going on. Um, if you want to, you know, learn and get into CDH at a tournament level. Other than that, don't forget to smash that like button, hit subscribe, and if you're listening on a podcast platform like Apple Podcasts or Spotify, make sure that you leave us a review and a rating because it'll help us reach new audiences. And with that, we're going to move on to our main topic. So, like Kian said, this is the fourth installment of the DDB updates. That's quarterly updates, so that means this is almost a full year that we've been doing DDB updates. Like, that's, that's crazy. kind of... That's kind of insane. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I don't know if that's enough, to be quite honest. I think maybe the DDV should be updated a little more often, but we've talked ad nauseum, you know, about the, the <laughs> problems and things that go into the DDV as a resource. <laughs> and, and we got some things we're going to talk about because there's some new stuff that's going to be happening in the sphere of website data analysis, um, as well as like CDH data tracking, uh, specifically when it comes to Declos. But that's all for later in the show. For now, we're going to talk about this quarter's, I guess, update to the database. Uh, as well as the with. quarterly drama that always happens after an update, you know. Yeah, there's always drama. A little bit too much drama, if I do say so myself. Although this time, there is some justified <laughs> drama, okay? And it might be coming from my mouth, and that's fine, okay? But we'll get into that as it goes on. So... We got a bunch of decks added to the Brewer's Corner. Actually, a, a lot. Like, this is a big Brewer's Corner update. I think more than usual, right? Uh, maybe not. Yeah. There's always a I think lot, it's about almost the same. Yeah. There's only one deck we can, we should be concerned about here. That The only deck that matters. Hamter. That's it. No ifs, ands, or buts. That's all you need to know. All right, end the episode here. Moving on to drama. <laughs> we don't <laughs> oh. need to tell the other decks. <laughs> oh, there's two Hamter decks? Oh, my God. Wait. All right. I'm looking. We'll get to it later, but I see that they named one of the 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 hamster decks hamster boss. Why yeah. is it not hamster? But does this, did this person not get the memo that obviously uh, not? I guess uh, if you don't understand what we're talking about, 
you got to join the Sad Nas Discord. We got plenty of inside jokes and community things going on in there that you're missing out on. And everybody else, the comments, if 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 you know what, what's up, Hampter in the comments Hampter. and and, yep. and go down there and see, and and, and you'll, you'll you'll know what we're talking about. <laughs> but uh, Kia, why don't you talk to us about uh, some of these decks that got added to the Brewers' corner? We'll kind of skim through each one, talk about what the commander is, and like what the deck is trying to do. Um, luckily. I have the database pulled up here. So as you go through a commander, we can stop on each one and I'll talk about it, you know, um, and we can kind of go through with what they are because some of them are, are okay and some of them are really bad. <laughs> yep. True. All right. So the first one uh, we want to bring up here is a Warhammer 40K commander, uh, Abaddon, the Despoiler. Um, this it, Wait, Grixis, what spoiler? Despoiler. Despoiler. So it's just, uh, I assume Grixis dot deck, you know? Well, yeah, it, this one's weird. So it's a Grixis deck, right? So like inherently it's probably good enough because yeah. Grixis and CDH is like pretty strong. Although it's a Grixis deck with a five mana commander that doesn't have eminence, right? So that hurts it. And then yeah. um, it it tries to utilize like X spells for like an advantage in the game. So like... Uh, Abaddon himself reads like during your turn spells you cast from your hand with mana value X or less have cascade where X is the total amount of life your opponents have lost this turn. So there's like a ton of conditions to cascade your X spells. And I guess the, the idea is like you ramp a bunch and then you cascade and then you Adam, cascade. there's no X spells in this deck. Well, what is it? The fucking, the brew on here says it's trying to cascade. How else are you cascading if there's no X spells? By, oh, by zero, casting a spell, zero mana spells. It. No, because it says it has to have mana value X or less. X or less. Yeah, so you cast a time twister. This triggers, or X is the total number of uh, life your opponent's lost its turn. So you swing for five, and then any uh, spell you cast from your hand with uh, CMC five or less have cascade. That's so bad, though. You have to cast your commander and then let it survive a turn cycle, then have an open attack before you can cascade into anything. Why would you play this over any other Grixis commander? I Inclusivity? I don't know, dude. DDB just puts random Grixis decks on here and he's like, yeah, it's Grixis. I mean, Grixis is good, but like the cat, like what is Abaddon doing for you? that other Grixis commanders don't just do better stuff. Even Silas, hear? in my opinion, bro, even Silas has Silas? more text. Yeah, Silas dude, has more text than, Amazon, than Abaddon. <laughs> Silas kills Abaddon. Why would you be? <laughs> uh, so... This deck almost reminds me of uh, Yidris, but to like a less power, power scale, because Yidris had trample, and all Yidris had to do was like connect. And, all your and it's cast. playing stuff. It's playing stuff that like is only good in Cascade, like Ancestral Vision. Ancestral Vision is a bad card that's only viable if you're casting it for free off the top of your library, where the suspend doesn't matter. Dude, what are you talking about? I pay one blue mana and I draw three cards in four turns. That's, the game's over seems, before it turns. Good four. to me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not like I don't want to like shit on this deck because that's not like what i'm here for but when you see a deck on the brewer's court like if, I, if i'm taking the perspective of a brewer 
I'm going to look at this deck and be like, no, this isn't making the database. Like this deck doesn't do anything unique that's worth it for the Grixis archetype. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like Torch. Oh, this is the sideboard. Oh my God. I was about to go off, bro. There was, they had Torch Courier in the sideboard. I was like, what? Um, bro, Abaddon just... gains haste. What do you mean? Good card. <laughs> <laughs> If you need haste enablers for your deck to work, unless it's Cody, like I don't think it's a it's a good deck. I like delayed blast fireball. That that, that card's kind of sweet. Um, what is like you have to play flame sweep. Flame sweep is a board wipe for three for three mana. But like, what is like board wipe? I don't know. Board wipes just don't seem like progressive enough, and you need it in this deck because you need your commander to be able to get through. Another nitpick thing here. Why is he playing Hydro Blast and then Red Blast? Why not Blue Blast and then Red Blast? Ah, did you see whose deck this is? <laughs> Uh-oh. It's Alex and Tainan's deck. <laughs> Why are you on Hydro and not Blue Blast? <laughs> These are our friends. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> we're, just oh, well. like, we're just like shitting on this deck, and it's our homie's deck. That's so funny. They They would say the same things, though. Like, Abaddon doesn't, like... I, and like I guess this, it does have trample. I'm not reading the card. It is trample. But uh, yeah, still. Tra- still. I don't know. It's hard. You have to wait two turns. So you have to get to five mana, cast your commander, before you do Cascade. Now, luckily, it's like a Grixis deck, right? So, like, you're not actually, like, on the commander plan. And the way that this deck is built, you can see it. It's not on the commander plan, right? Like, the real only succession to the commander is Ancestral Vision. And, like, if you're and doing that... Fate. Uh, oh, I didn't see Wheel of Fate. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, so Ancestral Vision and Wheel of Fate, which inherently are not bad cards, right? Um, like, if you're if you're getting them off the, the, the Cascade cost. Otherwise, these are unplayable. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> it's Alex and Tainan's deck. That's hilarious. Um, this is why, dude, this is why Moxfield is such a cool resource, like, as a deck-building website, because... When you get to look at these lists, like the fact that they're connected to profiles and you can see who these brewers are and who these people are, like it, it adds like a social media aspect to the the database that, that I think is really kind of cool. Exactly what they wanted. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, Abaddon, I'm not a fan of. I don't think Abaddon's going to make the make the cut uh, on the next review cycle. What do you think? Agreed. Agreed. All right. What's Agreed. next, Kian? All right. Bajorn... Elmar mid-range. So it's uh, the Friends Forever Bajoran Nightfall Alchemist. Uh, Blue-red, 1-3. Sack an artifact. It deals one damage to target creature. And then uh, Elmar, Friends Forever, Haste. Whenever you cast your second spell each turn, untap target creature, then investigate. And it's one red and green. What an interesting deck so i've seen this deck at tournaments before and i've always just kind of brushed it off because i'm just like not impressed with it i guess would be the phrase i would use um i think the friends forever commanders uh like the, like we're used to seeing um like baby farm right because uh, yeah. our friend bryce plays it but like you don't have to make the Luris succession uh i keep saying succession what am i trying to say uh Luris, uh I know what you're trying to say too. Yeah, like where you have to uh 
concede cards, right, for the condition. Um, you don't have to do that here, I don't concession. think, with concession, not secession. Yeah. You don't have to make the Luris concession here. Um, and it's like a token generator, so it's playing cards like Oko, making more food tokens and doing things like that, which I think is like really cute. But um, Sans White is not like an archetype that I'm super familiar with. So I don't want to judge this deck too hard because I could say stuff like, man, this is garbage. But like, I have. Well, it's, I have... it's just Teamer. Oh, yeah, it's not Sans White. What the heck? I'm just so used to seeing two partners and thinking that a deck is. <laughs> four colors. <laughs> it's four colors, yeah. So no, it's just a Teamer brew. Interesting. Um, what do you think of it? I don't know. Like, aside from the classic, like, oh, just play, like, a better mid-range deck. Just looking at the deck right now, I just don't, like, I don't know why you wouldn't want to play white. Like, I, I get why, like, I get, like, the cuteness of, like, the Friends Forever. Like, they're, like, an underplayed and under, like, um, underexplored, like, archetypes and, like, deck building-wise. But like that they don't really do anything that powerful in my opinion yeah teamers a hard color right because like most teamer that we see are like polyrog uh, and like polyrog is like the Rock. main teamer deck that i see right and the, that's theresios rograk um which is like actually a really really good deck so like seeing a teamer deck like this it's interesting and it's weird to see cards like bruticlad and things like that because those are really high cmc cards that um like if that's what your combo includes is like comboing with bruticlad and like cyber driver what, what did they say that the combo included uh bruticlad and cybernetic adventure like those are really oddball lines that are that seem very hard to assemble so um interesting deck i hope that it performs because uh, like friends forever uh kind of gets a lot of hate the Stranger Things commanders. So, like, I hope it would perform, like, pretty well. But I would say that this is another deck that I don't think might make the next review cycle. I just don't see how this deck outclasses Dawn Waker in any way. That, like, that's what I'm comparing, like, red, green, blue X to. Like, a mid-range mm -hmm. deck, like, to, to that threshold. Can you compete with Dawn Waker or, like, TNT mid-range? No? Yeah. Okay, then I don't think you'll be able to make it. Yeah, that's an interesting, that's an interesting uh, like rating scale, right? Like, because that's one of the best decks in in the format, and so like to, but it is what you should be like. When we look at a Grixis deck, we're comparing it to Rogsai, right? When we look at um, a, any Sands Green pairing, you're going to compare it to Blue Farm. So like, when you look at like a Teamer pile or you know, uh, Red Green Blue X, um, you're going to compare that to dawn waker and dawn waker performs so well under so many conditions and then you look at this deck and it's like oh well i'm either dual caster twin flaming or doing a bruticlad combo i don't know like how viable that is right all right moving on to the next deck burkos polymorph the deck title is triple breach hmm so racto and we're going to read some of these like uh, like brewer links because they help us kind of better understand these decks as well. But it says this is a Racto Turbinos deck built around Burakos' mana making ability. It trades speed for mid range value through combat. In addition to this, the list plays chaotic transformations and reality scramble in order to turn Street Urchin into Underworld Breach, which is the best payoff for Nas decks. 
Unlike most polymorph lists, this does not come at a large takeoff, as many Rakdos lists only play a few enchantments other than Breach, with the most notable being Necropotence. So they're not playing any other enchantments. Nope. They're just playing Underworld Breach. And they are... Yeah, because... Oh, because it's an enchantment background. Oh, that's actually kind of sick. So you polymorph the enchantment into Underworld Breach. But there's only two polymorph effects that do card type, that not creature type, so or or just creature, right? So chaotic transformation, which is from Dominaria, and then reality scramble, which is uh, take a permanent and get another card that shares a card type with it, which is cool. Like polymorph into breach is, I've never seen that before. So that's kind of hot, actually. Yeah, it's pretty spicy. And you can only do that, like like. Um, in reality, you can only do that with the the party commanders, the background, the choose a background commanders, because yeah. they're enchantments, which uh, is actually kind of sick. I don't know how like good it is, but that's fun. Like I like looking at that. I'm like, oh, pretty that's cool. pretty fun. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I will say, Rakdos Nos decks have the biggest dick, hands down. <laughs> like you're not like you're choosing you're choosing not to play blue. Okay, you're, I don't know you're if like... you can play blue with the strat. I think if they were given the option, they if there was a two color, choose a background commander, they would use it, right? Like if there was a blue, a blue black one, and then they could background pair it with street urchin, then it'd be Grixis polymorph into Urza. That would be cool, but I don't think they that even exists, right? Like, no. I, I'm just I'm just saying in general because like as a player, you know for you know that Grixis is just better. But you're just like no fuck counter spells, fuck all fuck Thoracle. I'm going hard in the paint, baby. Bola no, Citadel, Pita. I don't fuck it. What do you mean, bro? They get counter spells. We have deflecting swap, pyroblast, and reb. Bluster storm, force of will, force of negation, dispel. What are you talking about? You don't need those. <laughs> just, just win the game, forehead. Um, <laughs> just win the game. <laughs> This is cool though. This is cool. I all right. So like, <laughs> I feel bad because like I'm gonna hate on some strategies and I'm gonna love others because I'm a human and I have opinions, right? So like, I like when we see like like the like the Abydos guy, and it's like I don't like this stupid condition, right? For Cascade, I think that's dumb. And then I look at this, I'm like, polymorph into polymorph and breach. That's kind of hot. Like I kind of like that. Um, it's kind of spicy. I do like the idea of flipping your commander into Underworld Breach. That's pretty cool. And you have access to it at all times. Well, you have access to the Street Urchin, right? Yeah. So, like, all you need is, like... The problem, I guess, is that the spells that do that are so fucking expensive, and they're just waiting to eat a counter spell. Yeah. Like, you're or, casting... Or they're ca waiting for you to take your uh, six damage off chaotic transformations for your Nas. That's what I'm saying. The biggest dick. F fuck six men. Hey, Broom. that's okay. We also play like fucking PETA. We play Mizzix Mastery. They're what on we play? Bolas Citadel. They don't care oh about Nas. They just want to win the game, baby. Do they run Nas too? Yeah, they do run. Screw it. We're value nausing for like seven cards. Okay, that's all we need is a wheel. It's a five mana wheel at that point. <laughs> that's cool. Wait, they're playing Corpse Dance? What creatures are we getting with Corpse Dance? It's Dockside Loops. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah! Damn, does Corpse Dance? Oh, cause yeah, you just play the buyback. That's good. Oh, they got fucking Mayhem Devil. You know what? I like this deck. 
<laughs> I don't think it's good, but I like it. <laughs> That's so funny. Um, funny. I've never seen that. And then there's another there's another Diada breach deck, but it's a Cloudstone Curio. Yeah. So there's two Diada breach decks, which is like the oh, thanks. Where, where's she from? Diada. Is this Dihada a commander set? I don't know what that's from. But it's uh, uh one and Mardu Planeswalker. Oh, Dihada's from uh Baldur's Gate, it looks like. Yeah, this is just think Mad Farm. There you go. Oh, no, that's Dominaria. She's from Dominaria. Yeah. What do you think about uh Dihada, these two decks? Well, uh there's a there's a few things. First off, uh the first one, Cloudstone Breach, is that the one we're looking at? Yeah. Or Dihada Burns the World. Either or, right? They're both the same kind of concept. Um, for Cloudstone Breach, shout out to the Brewers. Shout out to Claire, Joe Burton, uh, Muwalak, uh, Skyler, and then Sakara, the homies. Um, I don't know how I feel about Dihada. Dihada is like a very interesting commander. Uh, up to one legendary creature against Vigilus Life, think indestructible. Reveal the top four cards of your library. Put any number of legendaries from among them. So that's. That's like the ability that you're playing it for is the the reveal, the minus three. Yeah. Um, and then it's uh, it's ultimate is gain control of all non-land permanents till end of turn, untap them, and they gain haste. Kind of cool. I don't think you're ever alting this commander, though. So w uh, this color combination, right, it basically like makes me think of like Dami Mommies, like Tim Najeska, right? And I just don't know how this plays better than Tim Najeska. Like you have to set like... You have to play a lot of legendaries, right, to to make the minus three like really strong, and the legendaries you're playing are like pretty interesting, right? You're like on like a shuffle titan. Uh, you've got Magda. Is that right? That titan shuffles. Kozilek. Yeah. Yep. So you got a shuffle titan. You got Magda lines. You've got Abdel loops. So like you're doing like the things that this color pairing does, um, but I I don't know if like it feels like a condition right like you're playing a bunch of like weird combos to fit your condition because your commander can help you assemble them a little bit easier um and you also like it's very color intensive um which like sucks i've been playing like tons of najila lately not to compare this to najila but the value of your commanders being partners or as little colors as possible when you're casting them is huge so, like, when I see these really pip-intensive commanders, like Tejada, Abydos, and stuff like that, it really, like, uh, makes me think about how hard those will actually be to cast in games. Especially in CDH games where, like, majority of the time you're keeping, like, two-land hands at best. Um, so, it, it makes the, like, turning on your, your you know, three pip, three CMC command, or four CMC commanders, or whatever, with three different colored pips, makes it, like, how realistic really is that, right? Um and if your game plan kind of hinges on that and you're just like drawing fucking Kozilex, like these draws are dead, you know, throughout the game. So like, how do they help progress your game forward? I don't know. So that's kind of like my initial thoughts on Dihada. But like, as I've been talking, what, what do you think? I don't know. I don't really see this making it off the Brewer's Corner as well. Like you said, the the three pips is pretty intensive. And then not only that, just like, your main win con is like either dockside breach loops and then you just go go burr with your commander or it's like doomsday abdel. piles no it's abdel loops 
Because you have Abdel, yeah, you have Abdel Adrian with Mayhem, with Mayhem Devil. Devil, and then you have Animate Dead, uh, Dance of the Dead Necromancy, uh, and you also do like breach loops and stuff. But they're not on uh, Cat, the, the Leon and Relic Order. Leon and Relic Order is a, a really hard card to play. Like the Mayhem Devil's enough, and you have Meat Hook Massacre, so like you have True. two ways to win with Abdel ETBs. Um, so you don't really need the other ones, but yeah, and then like any deck that plays Timna in the ninety nine. Just play a Timna deck. <laughs> That's how I see it. If you like Planeswalkers and you like this color combination, just play Timna Jessica. You don't there need Kozilek. You don't need, you know, these other cards. That's just what I think, like, right? Like, what, what I think of, like, what, like what decks perform. And that's what we're going to do comparisons on. So, like, like I said earlier, we're not trying to, like, shit on decks or shit on strategies that make the Brewer's Corner. But just, you know, these we're are the giving things. giving our I, honest opinions here. Yes, honest, honest, truthful opinions. Um, and then same with like Dihada Burns of the World. That's the other deck that's out here by Dreadseeker. Um, pretty similar I, list, yeah. like almost one for one, actually. But they're on Leon and Relic Order. Um, so like you were saying how it's interesting, the other one's not on Leon and Relic Order. They have a Shuffle Titan. So playing a Kozilek, it must, there must be a reason to play the Shuffle Titan because they're both on it and it's got to be better than just like being a legendary. Does Dihada put it into play? Puts it in your oh. hand and you create ten treasures. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you can reanimate it and get annihilator four. Yeah. Pretty cool, I guess. <laughs> um not bad, not bad. Uh but I guess it's but, awkward if you're going off with grinding station and you don't have Kozlik in your hand. Are they on grinding station? Are we at that point? Yeah, they are with Cloudstone Curio. I mean, I guess yeah. it doesn't matter because you can just respond and cast something, but it makes it extra stress, I guess. Yeah, that's very interesting. Yeah, Dahada, I don't know. I, I mean, it seems powerful, but uh, yeah, it'd be I'd be hard pressed to see this thing making it uh, very far. Um, next deck, I love, I love this deck. This deck is so good. We're talking Timna Halana Hulk. Timna Halana, honk, yeah, honk. We uh, we've seen Gustav <laughs> take this to a top four in uh a uh chaos tournament actually and uh they lost in the top four to someone who was cheating <clears throat> so you know that was back when legit vocals was a thing but um halana timnaholic dude fucking so good such a good deck um this one is by jimmy uh jimmy s so i mean it's going to be pretty similar to what we've seen, like perform really well at uh, like in other lists. So you got like Body Snatcher. It's basically just Hulk, reanimate Hulk, go infinite, and then you don't even have to go infinite, dude. There's like just value piles that just win you the game through combat damage. Halana is a sacrifice outlet uh, for like your Academy Rector and shit like that, or for the creature that you uh, pattern of rebirth. It's just so sick, dude. Halana's a pinger. Timna gets you cards. Like you never die, you're gaining life, and you're just like every card in your deck has some impact. So it's just like super cool to see. I love Tim Nahalana. What do you what do you gotta say? I agree. I, I like this deck. Abzan, you know, really struggles as a color combination to keep up, but with both uh Alana applying applying board control, then Timna to utilize that board control to draw you cards is pretty powerful. Um, there's some cards in this list that I'm looking that are like, eh, like Boonweaver Giant. Yeah. 
There's a lot of. I don't know uh, why that's in there, but other than that, I think the general strategy is also like very solid. Um, there's I think cool it's... cards in here too, though. Like you get to play Yogmoth, right? Uh, Safi, Eric Stotter. These are like cool cards. You get to play the new Ellis. Um, like this is a fun list. This is a fun list that wins games. That's how I view it. You know, like it's got questionable card choices, but so does every deck, right? Still gonna win like, games. Yeah. People will argue that fucking you playing. Um, Lavinia and Blue Farm is a questionable choice, but like we think it wins games and it's fun to play, right? So like that's how I see that's how I see a lot of the the pieces in, in this deck. But Timna Halana, I'm fond of. Let's let's see that on the database, please. Agreed. Uh, um, after that, Hanada Midrange. Uh, fucking, we've I feel like we've talked about Hanada a bunch because it's like always on the Brewers' corner, always getting taken off, always getting added. Yep. Um, I don't know how this Hanada deck is any better than what we've seen from past Hanada decks, or if it's just uh, oh, Bacalypse's deck. Bacalypse is pretty active in the community. I mean, yeah, it's like Hanada. Is it what is it? Hanada Wheels? Is that what it is? Ooh, that's kind of fun, With, like Narsets and stuff like that. Um, Looks like it's a kitten deck. Oh, kitten decks! Pog. I'm not a fan of kitten decks. <laughs> Do you like kitten as a strategy? No, I think it's like way too. I think it's like just way too hard to go off. I mean, okay, you have kitten and you have Teferi, like three fairy, which like does the thing. But I just find like it's kind of like very hard to assemble. And then like kitten as a value piece with like dockside and stuff only works if you have like the non-creature spells to back it up, right? So, yeah, I don't think we really need to spend that much time on this. It's just like a just guy mid-range pile with kitten. Like I don't. Has any Hanada deck made the DDB yet? Not a single one. Okay, then what? There's nothing to talk about here. Moving <laughs> on to the next deck that we got. Marnius, Calgar, Infinite, Man Outlet. All right, so I helped a um, Brian, a player in our play group. He wanted to brew Marnius, Calgar. It's an Esper commander. Um, you can go off with, like, dramatic reversal, and then if you make enough mana, you win the game. The mana sink. Um, to be honest, I don't think Esper's really in a good, good, you know, good spot right now in today's meta. Like better Esper command commanders like Timna, Timna Sakashima or Timna like Malcolm. I just feel like Timna Blue X provides the card advantage that you need. Mm. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I. I mean, what's your like? Do you like Marnius though? Like, do you think it's? I think it's a viable strategy. Um, I think having an infinite mana outlet in the command zone is like a pretty good way to win the game. I mean, I played Tim Jeska for a long time, or not Tim Jeska. I mean, any Jeska deck, Ishai right? Jeska, yeah. Ishai Jeska. Yeah, I love Jeska in the nine or in the command zone. I think that this is like a more mana intensive. That's why infinite. I don't think it's up there because it's two than um, Esper. That's why I'm like, eh, because Jessica's just two and a red. That's all you need. It's pretty easy to get, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's a, it's a scepter deck, right? And it tries to accrue value. It's hard to go infinite when you don't have dockside loops. Um, so like you just like have to manually assemble scepter wins. Um, I could see this deck being one that like plays a lot of excessive ramp and then maybe plays like a Tezzeret even. 
to get your scepter combo like along with power artifact and stuff like that because like this deck i found it makes an excessive amount of mana like because of the fact that it's a scepter deck and then you just like kind of run out of things to do with it yeah you know what i mean besides just like casting marnius and making the the tokens with six mana the amount of times i've seen people make tokens with marnius when you could be casting better spells you know literally anything else yeah. yeah i think like things like that could make this deck a little bit more consistent yeah. but i like the deck i think that this is like like this could be the next esper deck to make the database and i wouldn't be mad like i'd be like eh but i wouldn't be like oh this didn't deserve it right i think like it's viable enough it plays all the good esper cards like you i think this is better than timna sakashima yeah i i would i'm not i'm not gonna be mad if this makes it i just th- i don't know what do you think of that statement, though? I think this is better than Timna Sakashima. I don't really give a fuck. So, <laughs> <laughs> I'm I I personally am not high on Timna Sakashima, anyways. So that's what I'm saying. But like, I think Marnius is better than that, and that's on the database. I I don't know, man. Two Timna is pretty good. Sure, I guess I don't know. I've never I've never seen that deck win anything or seen it anywhere. I've never so. seen that deck cast two Timnas. I don't know why it's called that. <laughs> Two Timna dot deck. I got two Timnas. Okay. Now we're getting Anyways. into my zone. Okay. The next deck on here. Oh, wait. Maybe this isn't my zone. No. We're close, though. Uh, this is... Close. Yeah. This is Maria, Scholar of Antiquity. This is uh, the, 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 elf, the elf deck, right? It's like the, the, yep. the green-red gruel. That's enough to tell me it's unplayable. It's gruel. <laughs> Why are we doing this? Okay. Uh, you're either playing Rurik Thar or you're playing Minsk and Boo. And Amp that's dirt. it. There's no, there's no other viable strategy in Gruel. The fact that the, the fact that the deck that <laughs> the fact that the number one deck on here is called Urza at home. Why are we just playing Urza, dog? <laughs> <laughs> they can't no. afford Force Will, buddy. Come on. We got to play Gruel cards here. <laughs> So those of you that don't know, Maria is uh, the legendary elf. She's uh, one in, in a gruel. Uh, tap and untap non-token artifact you control to create a green. So you can tap, you know, your 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 artifacts that make mana for colored mana, I guess. Um, and you can tap two untap non-token artifacts you control to exile the top card of your library, and you may play it this turn. So like uh, Jessica's will at home, kind of. Um, it, it does the Urza thing. I think that's why they named it. Because you can tap your like Static Orb, Winter Orb, Trinosphere, and then cast ah, spells. And then I get it. Okay, yeah. so it's just like bad Gruel stacks. Perhaps I don't. I don't know if I. Yeah, but the Urza thing just does it better, right? Because it has an outlet for it on the card. So does like it has an outlet, yeah, but the, no, but it has an outlet for the mana. It's like right, Urza, you can wrong. flip, you can flip <laughs> your whole deck, right? You can flip your whole deck while you tap this stuff down. With this thing, you either tap for mana or you tap to exile a card that you can play this turn, but it doesn't surpass timing restrictions and it might not work on the end step before your turn. So why would you do that? So you're just going to make mana any? It just seems bad. Listen, we we get to play Vexing Sushir in here. Wait, what? Maybe this deck is playable. Card, card's bog, dude. 
so it's got kiki combos uh what is it kiki comboing with it's uh, rule snoop snooping oh, be snooping yep, you're snooping this yeah. deck do be snooping though be snooping. um i would like to see this deck which I don't see it on. I would like to see like dual caster twin flame in here. You're in gruel. Like you might as well play like the best combo in your colors, which is dual caster twin flame. Um, you're playing artifacts. Fuck it. Throw Goto in that shit. I don't know. Just win more. I don't know what you're trying to do. Here. <laughs> Slap Goto in this bitch. Get Goto in the 99 helm. You can tap it for mana. Who cares? <laughs> helm equip helm. Go to combat. Yeah, dude, think about it. But uh yeah, I don't know if I like I never really liked Maria. I think everybody saw this card when it was spoiled with like the rest of the cards. Like, and they were like they were like, oh cool. And that was it, right? Like nobody really I don't think people really saw what like potential it had. I know some looking. people were like, Oh dude, this is so cool. And then like everybody else is just like Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, that's yeah. This card's bad. Oh, Do this one's bad, cool. Man. It's playing God Pharaoh statue. Oh, okay, I'm into it. <laughs> Holy shit, dude. One of these is on 40 artifacts. What? Yeah, one of the lists has 40 <laughs> artifacts. Yeah, I gotta see this one list. <coughs> <coughs> what? All right, 40? one of the the stacks list is on like Imp Recruiter Dual Caster Mage. So. That's good. I like that one. That that one's good. Oh, dude, it's on Mind Goblin. <laughs> it's on 40 artifacts and Mind Goblin. What is this deck? Oh, that's so sick. If there's one thing I love, it's like fun brewing. I do 37, love fun brewing. What the fuck? That's what I'm saying. 37. We're on Jeweled Lotus in a deck where your command. I guess it takes two costs out of your commander. Not bad. All right. Enough talking about an insignificant rule <laughs> deck. All right, baby. You guys came here for the best gruel deck, the best, one of the best decks. Hamter, Minx, and Boo mid-range. All right, listen, Hamter Man, Hamter Man, Hamter Man. That's all we need to know about. It's not just you're you... just going to leave it and say Hamter a bunch. <laughs> Hamter Man, Hamter Man. Hamter Man, Hamter Man. So if you guys don't, I'm not even going to explain Hamter to you, okay? You guys should know this. This is the Planeswalker Hamter. Um, pretty powerful stuff here. Yeah. This is uh, a sacrifice outlet uh, on a planeswalker. Yeah, um, it's just hold stuff. Put some counters on some things. Fucking fling some stuff. You get to fling it, uh, which is sick. And then you get to hulk things into play, dude. Imagine, dude. Imagine if I went right now to my to my my bedroom, grabbed my hamster, and threw it at you as hard as I could. Fuck. Okay, doesn't that sound awesome? How many plus one plus one counters did you put on it first? None. I just threw it at you. Okay. I didn't need to, (laughs) but like, that's what this deck is, right? You just get to fling shit and then Hulk people. So it's, it's fun. This is, in my opinion, this is the most viable girl deck that exists is Minskin boot timeless heroes. Um, I think it's better than Rurik Thar. Um, we have our, our friend, um, who is a huge Rurik Thar pilot. And when we, we went to Punt city, he was playing Minskin boo. So, like, you know, maybe that means something. I don't know. Shouts out to Surreal. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. I think that this deck is, like, insanely fun and, and insanely cool to play. And it gives Gruul some life where it doesn't ha- hasn't had life previously. Um, Gruul's been kind of a dying archetype for a long time. I don't know if anybody watched the MLC last season. 
when not a single gruel deck was taken or played for the entire season it just kind of comes goes to show like what people think of the archetype so seeing a commander come out like this one that gives it a really viable strategy i'm all for it love it let's put it on the ddb tomorrow bam hamter on the ddb two hamsters on the ddb i don't know yeah. i kind of want to echo you because like groove really hasn't like had legs at all in this format but i feel like with this like the this planeswalker is just so like it took over legacy or not not took over but it made a pretty big impact in legacy um like just leaving this uh planeswalker by itself like if you can't attack it or anything it just kind of spirals out and if you're playing a nas deck you're getting hit for four hit for seven hit for ten you know that damage racks up and then it's a sack outlet for your hulk and yeah yeah pretty decent I, deck i like it let's yeah. let's put it on there Put it um, on there. All right. We got we got two more, Adam. Before we get to my, my mold session. Your mold uh, session. Yeah. So we got Sans Blue Turbo Snake Farm, Sans Blue uh, Turbo Timnatana Turbo. Yep. Um, Sans Blue, uh, fun archetype. Snake Farm, I played it in the MLC. Uh, I like it. It's fun. Um it's really hard to pilot, but if you can do the thing, it's good. I think Snake Farm is viable. Um, I think people can play it. I think it probably deserves a spot on the database. It's just like partner good stuff. Partner good stuff's always been good. So, <clears throat> you know, why not? Uh, it has like a bunch of combos, as many as it can fit in the deck. Uh, I find that to be good shit. Um, but I feel that's know. okay. Yeah, yeah, like if this was added, I wouldn't be mad. I'd be like, okay, yeah. for, okay. partner good stuff, four color good stuff. It yeah. always deserves a spot, right? Like you got to convince me. You got to convince me that a partner, like a four color partner deck is bad, uh, which is kind of, it's, you know, kind of hard to convince me of. Um, and then and you then got, they have uh, the Tim Natana version of it. Yep, which I think is stronger. I like Tim Natana. Oh, look at whose deck it is. Do you All see right, her? So, anyways, not? moving on. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? It's our friend Nicholas Joking 101's deck. Uh, Tim is fun. Uh, this is just like a turbo version. So, it's not playing the uh, the Blood Pod pieces, you know, that like make Blood Pod what it is. You, you played Blood Pod for a while, right? How do you think this deck compares? I think it's just more suited to uh, today's CDH climate, I guess you could say. No, like stack like if you're spending three mana to cast uh archon and then curve out and cast like a five drop or something the it's either getting countered or someone's won the game already so i feel like this is a good take i can honestly see myself playing a deck like this yeah i like i wouldn't I like be the... angry if it got to the ddb no i like uh i like these faster faster strategies and i think that um it helps like it, it's updating with the meta right when you play these faster decks that kind of compete at a, at a more uh a more speed oriented uh pace yeah. all right uh -oh. it's time for me to mold okay he's molding severina hate bears is the next deck on our list a fucking shit deck okay no i'm not gonna say that it's a shit deck uh germ dog uh you know, props to you for building a sweet Orzhov deck. 
my Orzov, my Orzov friend, right? We love Orzov. Uh, but Timna Armix didn't die, so Severina could walk. Okay, I don't, I don't care what anybody says. Um, so uh, Commissaire Severina Rain, those of you that don't know, is from the new Warhammer 40k precons. Uh, whenever Commissaire Severina Rain attacks, each opponent loses X life, or X is the number of other attacking creatures. Cute, right? And then you may pay two mana and sacrifice another creature. You gain two life and draw a card. Um, in the little preview to this deck, they say this deck is trying to pull off Abdel Adrian combo with animate dead like pieces and Corpse Knight or Ellis type effects. The deck is filled with hate bears to slow people's plan down until it can assemble its pieces, usually by turn four or six. The commander is an infinite mana sink, which is not true, but we could talk about that. Uh, if you do not have all the combo pieces available, it has a backup combo with Leon and Relic Order. The deck is particularly strong against turbo decks like Rog Silas that can't win through Rule of Law or Thalia-like effects and weak to grindy mid-range decks that can draw lots through the command zone like Timna and Thrasios. So, um, well, like I'll start off by saying that like Commissar Severina is not an infinite mana sink because it requires you to have creatures in order to do it. So, like... Knowing Orzov, this deck might at most have six creatures on the board. So you'll gain two life and draw maybe five cards, right? You'll gain 10 life and draw five cards, which isn't bad. But then you get rid of your entire board, which most of your board's going to be hate bears, which I don't like as a strategy, right? You want to keep your hate bears on board as long as possible. The only time that that ability is going to come into play is when people are removing your creatures. And like if they're exiling them or doing anything like that, you get to you know, sacrifice them instead and draw a card so you gain some value. Um, other than that, it's like pretty typical Orzov stuff. Uh, Academy Rector is really fun, especially if it's getting you like your Necromancy or Animate Dead. Um, there's, you know, all the typical Orzov hate pieces. You got Glorider, Dranath, all the best stuff that you could be playing. Uh, you're playing Heliod Suncrowned, which makes me assume you're playing Walking Ballista. No, you're just playing it for value. No, they're on um, Ballista. No, they're not. I don't see it. Oh, it's a creature, right? Yeah, you are on Ballista. <laughs> that's a combo that's not necessary. It's something that like we explored when we were playing Orzov. Like Heliad Ballista is just like too too much. Like you're on Abdel Adrian, add in a Leon and Relic Order and just focus on that game plan and just draw a bunch of cards, right? Um That's how I would see it at least. Um, Muriel, I like Muriel. That's really cool. But if you're on Muriel, yep, you're on Grand Abolisher. Yeah, Orzov has limited pieces. Uh, you're on the Thalia effects, which, like, um, we couldn't afford to run in, like, Timna Armix. So, like, Thalia effects are really strong. Um, and then you're running Timna in the 99 because, you know, Timna's just better than your commander. Uh, <laughs> but, True. like... Other than that, like this is I, I I like this deck. I like this Orzov deck. Although if Timna Armix didn't make the the deck database, I don't see this deck making the database, unfortunately. But I, I like that the DDB likes to showcase new commanders and showcase what they're when they're viable and what things that they they do well. Right, Abdel representation is something the DDB seems to care about. I don't know how much they care about it, but they seem to care about it. Uh, your instants get really interesting, right? You have Imps Mischief. Um, which is cool. Orem's Chant, which is cool. Um, you know, Soul Partition, which is a card that people have been really high on. Unexpectedly absent. Never seen that card before. 
uh, I guess it's cool. Uh, <laughs> so lots of, you know, lots of cards that you could like look at and uh, maybe change a little bit. Um, you don't need high market. I don't know why you have high market in here because you don't have a way to untap shit unless you're just using it to sack your academy rector. There's just some interesting choices like for for cards that you're playing. I get you're on a tainted pack mana base, but there's better cards than high market um, and crystal vein. You don't need these cards. Um, but yeah, that's just like, uh, this is what I see, what I think. I don't know if you have input on Orzov. I know I've been brewing it for months, right? Like I've been deep knee deep in the orzov worlds like that, that that's why i can just like ramble off things that i see that i'm like oh you know just do this you know i'm not gonna say anything on the topic of orzov okay <laughs> then we can uh we can move on to the next one then uh nice deck though nice deck we'll, we'll kind of breeze through these last couple here so we got uh tana timna rector which is basically like a hulk deck with a Utilizing Rector to get Vivian, and then you go off with like Kiki lines or a Hulk line. Um, another Tevish Thrasios Flicker, which is another kitten deck. Um, utilizing kitten to flick Tevish, draw, drawing a bunch of cards. You know what's and a then... better Thrasios Flicker deck? What was that? You know, it's, you know what you know what a better Thrasios deck that I would love to have seen on the database would have been. What? Rocks. <laughs> Do you know rocks? No. What's that? Thra Thrasios Tago. Threat. Yo, rocks. You just make rocks and fling rocks at people. You fling rocks at people. That's way better than uh, Thrasios uh, Tevish. Tevish, yeah. Who cares about drawing cards when you can yeah. fling fucking who rocks? Needs to, okay. Who needs to do that? Uh, we got three Volhar decks. Volhar. Um, we have uh, Dramatic Scepter Doomsday. We have uh, another Scepter Doomsday, and then we have a third Scepter. Is there was there mis? These all look like Scepter Doomsday text to me. That's all Vohar does. Uh, so you can see we got Alchemist on this deck. Our boy Alk Nick. Glad to see him on another deck. What's what's the other Vohar deck? The other Vohar deck has uh, BPX dude, and the last one uh, is. Uh, Edelos and Scrambled Dude. It's just like, I mean, Vohar does one thing. You either do Doomsday Piles or you Scepter. Yeah. So, you know what? Let's do them both in every do single it. one, right? <laughs> it's a two-color deck. So, like, your win cons are super limited, and you have a commander yeah. that has an infant mana outlet. So, like, sure. Right? Uh, let's just fucking do Scepter shit. Or, like, you untap it, draw your deck, I guess, right? There's, like, untapper shit with Scepter. I don't even know what you're putting on scepter here is it just infinite mana out yeah you just draw your deck with uh vohar oh yeah because you make infinite colored mana and you just keep yeah. recasting vohar yeah, yeah yeah okay that makes sense um no you just draw your deck because it does tap his draw card okay i see now <laughs> Yeah. And then the last deck is okay. uh Urian Sky Nomad Sky Nomad. Yorian. Okay. Yorian Yorian dude is so fun. It reminds me of Thrasios Tago for one reason, and it's because the frog server plays this deck a ton. Okay. And it's a shit deck that sucks at winning the game. It's actually horrible at winning the game. Because all it does is like fucking flicker all your ETB shit, make a bunch of shit, make a bunch of tokens, stall the game out, 
and try to fucking beat you down. Okay. Uh, like beat your opponents down and win through combat damage, mm-hmm. which isn't like a super like viable strategy. Right. Uh, but you get to play cool cards. You get to do kitten flicker shit. Right. You get to play cards like cloud fairies, charming prince. Right. You get to play the new fucking press, press stone, the vanisher, like all these flicker effects, which is fun. It's cool. But uh, not at all very viable. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> it's cute. It's cute. You get to play Restoration Angel, Vintage Cube All Star in the in the ninety nine. Oh my god, this deck is broken. <laughs> oh, Counterbalance. Oh, you know it's a good deck if Counterbalance is in the ninety nine. I love that <laughs> shit. What is Dance of Many? I've never seen this card. When it enters the battlefield, the top of your non-trigger creature when Dance of Many leaves the battlefield, exile the token. When the token leaves the battlefield, sack. Too much text. It's like a Yu-Gi-Oh card. Like we're just not <laughs> gonna read that shit. Uh, Jesus. Jeez. So Yorian, yeah, Yorian, I know has been like a meme deck for a while, but like, cool. I'm glad it made the Brewers Quarter show some yeah. life. Not show gonna get the, get on the DB though. So, yeah. Oh, and that's that's it for decks that made the Brewers Corner this time around. Um, yeah. Took a took a fucking hour just to talk about those. Yeah. So uh, we'll go through the rest really, uh, really quickly. Um, and then we'll, we'll go over our thoughts. Like, right. We always do our analysis of the database at the end, but in the meantime, moving on to the best segment <laughs> of this show, the flavor text of the week. For those of you that are just tuning into our show or don't know what this segment is, it's where, I try to stump you, the audience, and Adam, who's the only guy on this podcast today, with a challenging flavor text trivia. If you'd like to participate, listen carefully and put your answer in our Discord in the flavor text judge channel to win a free pack on us. So let's get started. Adam, I got a nice and easy one here for you, bud. Nice and easy. Ooh, Captain Kid. Poggers. All right, nice and easy one. You should, if you don't get this, you're banned from the server. Wait, that, my that, own that's server? your hint. That's your hint. Okay, ready? Okay. Yeah. The power of a waterfall, the fury of an avalanche, the intellect of a gale force wind. The way that you said that makes me want to just go, "Oh, it's Minskin Boo." Nope, they don't have flavor text. That's what I didn't think because they're planeswalkers. So say it to me again. The power of a waterfall. The fury of an avalanche, the intellect of a gale force wind. Sounds like some avid. It sounds like the intro to Avatar: The Last Airbender. <laughs> the Water Nation, the Fire the water Nation, nation. <laughs> um, the Snow Nation. Okay, one more Columbia. time. One more time. I've been joking around. I got to be serious now. The power of a waterfall, the fury of an avalanche, the intellect of a gale force wind. Power of a waterfall, the fury of an avalanche, and the intellect of a gale force wind. Um, power of a waterfall, fury of an avalanche, and intellect of a gale force wind. If you don't get this, you're banned from the server. Is your hint? Uh, I don't know this one. Um, is the card? Is it a colored card? Yes. Okay, it is a colored card. I don't think you're going to get this one. 
Oh, it's like hard. So you're banned from the server room. <laughs> well, what is it? Like, what is? I don't think I've ever seen this flavor text on a card. Ever. It's a Hamter card. Oh, obviously. okay, sure. Yeah, is it, is it exclusive to Hamter? Perhaps. Is it Cloudstone Curio? No, that's not a that's, colored card. No. And I've already done that one. Oh, really? Damn. It's a red card. It costs two, two, and a red. It's oh, a it's the. It, it's the. Is it the Minotaur? Yes. <laughs> oh, what's the Minotaur's name? Wait. Oh, the Minotaur. It's actually a changeling, but sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. But you know what I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, the art has a Minotaur on it. Oh, what is it? What is it? What's the name of it? I should know this. Turian Mauler. Oh, Turian Mauler. Yeah, that card's fun, dude. It's a card's fucking, fun. fucking, you just fling it. That's all you care about. Yeah. And, and you draw like 20 cards. It. Yeah, so that's that's Adam's flavor text, which he bombed terribly. So no, I got it. I got it at the end. <laughs> you said a Hamter card. I'm like the Minotaur. <laughs> <laughs> All right, now for the audiences. This used to be a Popper All Star. The explorer who found it out, who found it, got a bad deal when he sold it. He merely got rich. The explorer Ooh. who found it got a bad deal with it. Yeah, the explorer who found it got a bad deal when he sold it. He merely got rich. Jesus. The, the, the hardest part about flavor text for the for everyone is that Kian can't read the fucking card. <laughs> hey, listen. So the text is always fudged up. It doesn't matter. Dylan and Maria just get it anyway, so. <laughs> um, awesome. So, yeah, if you get any of those uh, or if you get that one right, make sure that you put it in the flavor text judge channel. With spoiler, uh, with spoiler text in our Discord, and then uh, we'll do a drawing at the end of the week, and we will uh, send you a free pack if you win the drawing. So you got nothing to lose. It's free. So go ahead and do it. And with that, we're going to move on to the quick segment of the podcast. So um, there is a couple decks that got upgraded to the main page of the DDB. Very selective decks that got upgraded to the main DDB. And to be 100% honest... I don't mind any of them. Um, we had Malcolm Tevish midrange. Um, so, you know, what's uh, Demir, right? Malcolm Tevish. Um, treasure maker token or treasure maker token maker card drawer. Fucking good deck. Yeah. We talked about it last time. I really like Tevish Malcolm. Um, Rafine midrange. We got locals uh, that play Rafine. Good deck. Good Esper deck. Does the thing. Um Big fan of it. You don't need to cast your commander. Who knew? You could just win the game if you have good colors. Um, Rocco, creature tutor. Uh, Rocco, super sick, right? Um, it uh, does a really good job at tutoring its win condition out of the command zone. No other deck does that. Uh, so, like, it's such a strong list, especially in its colors. Probably yeah. the best one out there in its colors, I would say. Um yeah, besides, like, like it can, it's competing with the other Minsk card, right? Yeah. But other than that, like, Rocco just is head and shoulders above the rest. You have Teamer Thrasios midrange. Rock, um, Pago. No, it's not Tago. It's not Tago. Teamer Thrasios also is not bad. Um, I totally I, forgot Tivit was a thing until I read the, reread this. Tivit is insane. Tivit's actually, like, Tivit is actually respected, okay? Yeah. Um, it's got Zane on the art, which Thanks, is Ian. awesome, right? Yeah, Ian won a whole ass tournament with it. 
Like you can't argue with results, and uh, Tivit is just a good deck. Tivit's one of the only decks where like kitten combo is acceptable. I like I like kitten combo in Tivit because you just have a one card win condition. So like you know you don't need kitten, but it just adds value to your deck, which is awesome. Um, and you get to you know flicker. Can you flicker your commander with kitten? Yeah. Okay. Busted. Nuts. <laughs> oh, so um, now you think the card's good. Only when you can flicker Tivit and you just make <laughs> a bunch of treasures and shit. Like, who gives a fuck? Um, and then we have some lists that were previously on the DDB but have been updated and renamed. Uh, we got Corvold Turbonaz, which is now called Corvold Turbo. Corvold, another Corvold Turbonaz deck got renamed to the Mad King. Uh, Crick, son of Yogmoth, uh, is now Spicy Razakrick. Uh, are the old names the first names and then they're now under a new archetype? Okay. Wait, the I old names. The, the first, like, old here, names are the second the section names. it's under, and then they're yeah, like, yeah. That makes sense. So all these decks. So something that the DDB has been trying to do is they've been trying to make everything easier to find. So rather than stupid deck names like Blue Farm, right? It's 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 now going to be called you know Timnacrom Mid Range or something mm-hmm. similar. T and K Deluxe. <laughs> Not that. <laughs> Anything but that. So like uh yeah, so now all Corvold decks are gonna be found under Corvold Turbonaz. All Crick decks are gonna be under Crick Son of Yogmoth. Um Rog Tevish is now Rakdos Turbonaz, which is a cool name. Um Blood Pod is now called Timna Tana Stacks, which it should have been called for the longest time. Sad to see you go, Blood Pod. You were you know, you were one of the pioneers. Love you. Um and then uh Instead of Pact of Nauseous Ninjas, it's Yuriko Tempo. So now, like, rather than, like, seeing a bunch of stupid-ass deck names on the database, you're going to see what the deck, what its commander is and what it's doing, which I think is a huge upgrade to the database. Um, other than that, uh, I'm looking at the database just to double-check, making sure. Um, these were these were decks that got... Uh either added or they got re-added or renamed under the yeah. under the category. So yeah. Yuriko Tempo now has Pact of Nauseous. Yep. And then uh, the last thing that like we can touch on is decks that got removed from the Brewer's Corner. Um, Arden Rograk, Godo Helm, that was a deck that we weren't super high on. Uh, Dargo Timna got removed from the Brewer's Corner. That's blasphemy. We thought that deck was sick. It wasn't like, uh, Nathan's list, so good riddance. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> yes. Yes, fair point. But also, like, Dargo Timna is really good. So the fact that it's not getting respected on the database is a little bit upsetting. Um, Demir Gale, I mean, okay. Like, there's so much Demir shit out there, and Gale was not doing it. Falco Spara, we were we were not high on Falco Spara from day one. Um, Nira mid-range, I don't even remember what Nira is. Um, Old Rustine Food Chain. Uh, we talked about how that deck is like not the greatest, right? Um, that there's uh, better decks that do its strategy a little bit better. And then you have Rionia Infinite Combats. I liked Rionia. Uh, we have a fan of the show, a friend of ours that's super, super into Rionia. And I hate to see it keep getting disrespected like this um, on the Brewer's Corner, off the Brewer's Corner, on the Brewer's Corner, off the Brewer's Corner. I think it does something unique for, for Mono Red. I think it's one of the better Mono Red options that you can play right i mean what do you really have for options you have goto and like what else is there you know Bergy, that's like viable. I, guess. I, don't know. 
I guess, Bergie. So you have Godot and Bergie. I think Rionia adds to Mono Red a lot. And I hate to see things getting shot down just simply because they're not uh, because of the color identity. And speaking of things that get shot down because of the color identity, the last deck to get removed from the Brewer's Corner was the Orzov pair, Timna, and Armix. My deck that I worked on soul-crushingly with Dr. Michael Levine for months has been stripped of it. I have no more clout, Kian. What am I going to do? I have no mean? more clout. You replaced I don't have your a deck. EDB clout with O3. That's I it's not I wanted I wanted to be known as a brewer, Kian. Oh boo. Um, yeah, I got some feedback back from the database when I got my list taken off. Let's read it because this segues perfectly into our next thing, which is our thoughts on the database and the direction that they're going. So if I check my DMs with mod mail, where the hell is mod mail? Um I have a, oh, it's all the way down here. Here it is. All right, so I contacted the DDB, and I said, hey, my deck got removed from the database. Can I get some feedback as to why? As I thought my deck received really great feedback on the submission forms, and it performed very, very highly at the tables I brought it to. And they said, uh, this is exactly what they said. Sorry for the slow reply. We've been a little swamped. Ultimately, the team felt like your deck was well-constructed, we weren't convinced that it provides more or different strategies than the Timna Tevish deck that fall in the very similar vein of Timna Armix. With a new influx of Orzov lists that go in a clearly distinct version, we ultimately decided that we couldn't justify putting it on the main database at this moment and felt it had enough time on the Brewer's Corner. That said, the deck is clearly well put together and with the new cards and shifts in the meta, our opinions can change over time in regards to displaying it. Um, a couple thoughts on that. The first one, <laughs> just a couple. I think Timna Armix is a lot different than Timna Tevish. I think our list specifically was very distinct from Timna Tevish. It has a board control aspect to it that Tevish does not provide. Right? Uh, Armix clears the way, uh, gets rid of stacks pieces that affect your deck specifically, lets you pick and choose what things can resolve and stay on the battlefield. It prevents opponents from playing their commander-centric strategies like Najila because they can't physically feel safe putting it on the table without a way to protect it because it doesn't survive even a turn cycle before Armix considers it a threat and takes it off the table. I think that alone makes the deck way better than Timna Tevish because it just simply puts the game in your favor. Tevish draws you a few extra cards, and like if you're lucky, maybe you ultimate it. Um also, like an influx of new Orzov lists that go in very distinct directions. You guys just watched me talk about that 40k commander, Severina or whatever, and the deck ideas were almost identical. Um, the only thing it had different is that you could sacrifice creatures to draw a card, which apparently the database loves because that's all that fucking Tevish does anyways. How is that more unique to Tevish than Timna Arvix? I don't know, right? Sometimes the feedback that you get just doesn't make sense. And that's okay, right? Like this, in the grand scheme of things, your deck on the database doesn't matter. Although it is upsetting when you feel objectively correct <laughs> and someone still tells you that you're wrong, which is kind of where I'm at, right? I feel like I produced 
really, I worked really hard with Michael Levine. We did a lot of painstaking testing, lots of hours of conversations, lots of things like that, where we felt like, hey, we want to produce a list that's stronger than Tim Natevish, that performs better than Tim Natevish, and gives Orzov a reason to be played, which we thought we did. And, you know, from our perspective, there's a feeling of, well, it was here first. So tough shit. Right. <laughs> like, well, Tim Natevish was on the database first. So pff, who cares that yours is slightly better or offers a slightly different strategy? We don't got room for it because Orzov is bad. True, true, true. <laughs> so, you know, it is what it is. It is what it is. But I don't think that like Naria, uh, Nalia, I can admit different strategy completely. Nalia is cool. You you can play a lot more cards than I can play. You you implement the party commandic. Your commanders do things. But the best commander option in Orzov is Timna Armix, and I won't I won't ever concede that point. There's no nothing you can be doing in the command zone that's better than that pair. And I don't care what you say or who you are. So you know that's just where I'm at. But anyways, that's enough about me. Kian, based on this update, based on what you've seen, based on the things that we know, and the four three update episodes we've done since this. Um, how, how do you view the, the, the DDB? What do you think of them? That's a pretty loaded question. <laughs> how I'll do you think they're doing? Are they doing good? Like, are they doing bad? Are they doing what you want? Are they listening to the community? What, give me some thoughts. Give me some thoughts. thoughts. All right. Well, I think this review cycle, um, you know, I've, we've been hearing back from like fans of the show, people that we know, and just like, I know Timmy just recently uploaded a video about the about this new update as well, and it just feels like the general consent consensus of people submitting decks and then getting them like reviewed and then rejected is just like, oh, you're not playing this staple. Uh, yeah, your deck isn't even considered. I feel like they're not like I get it, right? It's a huge workload. You're doing it for free. I get it. You don't want to invest time into some like asshole on the internet complaining about his deck. Okay. Like I get it, but are you talking same... about me? Yeah. Fuck you. <laughs> but, at the, but at the same time, it's like, like if you put more time and effort into stuff, the more you get back. And I feel like that's what they're, they're not, they're not doing to a point. Cause like mm-hmm. the people that have contacted us and in, in our server, Adam, the feedback has been, Oh, you're not on, like I said, you're not on this stable. Oh, we just think that this strategy, like with you, Orzov, isn't that good right now. And then, like, they turn around and do a different thing. Like, if you like, purge the whole DDB and try to, like, push it more towards, like, a meta, like a CDH meta, and still add, like, a bunch of other commanders that don't do shit, like, why Why are you, ev- like... That's that's wh- a huge going point. On here? If you're going to purge the database, remove 48 decks, right, and say it's in a... It's in a uh attempt to make the database more competitive and more viable and then you add commanders that don't do shit for the strategy or help you win faster or win more then what is the point of that purge like the last thing update that they did they got so much praise remember that everybody was like fuck yeah like way to go you're, like you're going this. above it you're going above and beyond and then you see an update like this and it's like oh more bullshit commanders as always you know what i mean yeah. and like we went through like the commander like we go that's why we go through every one because like is this bullshit or is this viable out of what we saw we saw like four that were like put these on the database 
otherwise, <laughs> it was kind of like, ah, this is all bullshit. That's like do nothing, right? Like, and it sucks to 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 say that, but like sometimes that that is what it is, right? Like Abaddon, bullshit. Bjorna, bur- bullshit. Out of fourteen, Burko, only four were like somewhat, you know, viable. Yeah, like know. Halana so. Timna, we liked. We liked Marnius, and we liked Minskin Boo. Uh, in like Tana Timna, but Tana Timna is like already established, right? Like there's like, I don't know. It's just like, it is frustrating to see sometimes. Uh, and I get it, right? Like if they did a Brewers Corner update and only six decks got added, people would be like, what the fuck? Like they didn't do shit, right? right. But like, I don't know. It's just weird to remove like, like decks that perform really highly. And then like, you know, keep adding decks that don't do, don't do anything. And then, like, I didn't, I definitely did not like that response I got from the Brewers Corner that's like, oh, well, we displayed it for long enough. Like, you got your, you got your time in the light, you know? Right. Like, like, as if, like, that's like, that was like a really weird statement that like I felt a kind of uncomfortable. prize or something. Not, not even that it was a consolation prize, more so the fact that, like, they, that's how they view the database. Like, we talk about how, like, there's this idea that Brewers, like we joke right about like oh there's so much clout attributed to the database right like and you I mean, have we all don't these... even joke that's not even a joke that's what it is i mean it is yeah it is the truth but like the the database always argues like we want to get away from that feeling right we want to get away from this idea of clout we want to get away from this idea of like <coughs> you want to get away from this idea of like fighting for your database spot because of all the praise and getting the most viewed deck list or whatever and then to come out with comments that are like, well, we displayed your deck for long enough. Like, we already did you a favor. So now we're, we feel like we're comfortable getting rid of it. It's like, huh, that's kind of weird and kind of not like I wouldn't call that the best statement. But, you know, it is what it is. Like um, they, they, they practice like with what they're doing. They're trying to like do like in- inclusivity, right? They want to include everybody. They want to have like, here's all the decks you can play. And then they're like, uh, Except that's that what, one. That's what the database wants to do. the The community is like, okay, you guys just purged forty six, however, the, however many decks. That's great. Keep on doing that. We want more tune CDH decks to what the current meta is. We want to be able to go on this website and look at what other people are playing. What should I be preparing for if I'm just walking into a new LGS or a new tournament? But this new update just doesn't really show that they're like taking what the community says to heart, you you know? So, no, I 100% agree. And so like something that I wanted to touch on, like we can kind of give like a sneak preview to that I think is, is headed in a direction that the community is going to enjoy more is that I know that there's some people, some people that are working on a website um, that tracks the data of tournament results. So it is going to be something similar or akin to like MTG Goldfish, but it only uses CDH data from CDH tournaments, pulling from every tournament that is that has existed or exists and using that data to project what is the objectively defined meta and deckless database. Now, I use deckless database loosely because, you know, that's that already exists, but it's going to create a database of deckless that are considered meta dependent, right? Exist in a defined meta and are playable at a tournament level. And I'm really excited for when that's to come, because I think that's when you're going to see a large shift in the community's focus kind of away from the DDB 
uh, which is just is just uh, people's opinions, right? Databases is people's opinions. It's people's opinions on like, this is what we think is competitive. This is what we think is good, yada, yada, yada. And we're getting away from opinions and we're going to facts. This is what has been good. This is what shows results. This is what plays well. And you're going to see more things uh, come out of that like you see in other formats, specifically like 60 card formats like Legacy and things like that, where you see like, oh, Delver keeps winning games. Well, Delver must be the best deck. This is the best deck to play into any event. It'll be something similar to that where you say, oh, wow, Blue Farm plays a lot of games. Blue Farm wins a lot of games. This is probably the best deck that I should be playing, right? And then the next deck is Tim Nathrasios. And then the deck after that is Silas Rock, right? And, it, and it's going to go down the list based on tournament results, which I think is a huge thing for the community overall. And, yeah. I, and I'm really excited to see it. And I want to know in the comments down below... When you hear something like that, does that excite you? Does that disappoint you? Like, what do you think? Do you think the DDB is a resource that people should continue to utilize and and look up to with as much praise as the community does? Or is it a resource that you think people are starting to depend on less and less? Um, and, and how you think that that's evolving? Because, like, my opinion has changed a lot. Like, I, I still think the database is a great resource for new players, specifically people who are new to CDH. But I think as you get more enfranchised as a player like i've been involved in the cdh community for like like deeply involved for only like a year where i would call myself an enfranchised player and in that year i went from like caring so much about the database to like i only look at the database for these updates <laughs> for our videos right Same. because like it does it really doesn't matter like what's on the database i'm going to play what i think is competitive and i'm going to show up at events with it and i'm going to put my money where my mouth is and compete that's why I'm 03 drop Adam because uh, <laughs> turns out my mouth gets me in a lot of trouble and putting my money true, there true, isn't a smart true. idea. <laughs> but you get what I'm saying though? Like the, the database doesn't help you in that regard when it comes to yeah. actually competing at a competitive level. It just yeah. gives you lists to work off of. Yeah. And um, I feel and like that's choices. what I, I'm going to, I'm, I'm just going to say it. Cause I think like we've had him on last, last episode. Like I, I know you kind of like beat around the bush here, but I'm eminence is working on, this this new like deckless thing and that's because they're trying to do more events they're trying to make cdh like a whole whole ass competitive format like legacy or like modern and i think that's would be really good for this format in trent like <clears throat> cdh still has the side where you have some players are over here they're like i want to play dumb timmy dinosaurs and I want to do this and that. And then you got other players over here like, I want to play the best possible deck there is, and I want to go and compete and win money. And yet there's there's rarely any opportunities, except maybe like once or twice every like four months, and there's no end game goal. And now as we transition to like a more end game goal, like a yearly goal that these competitive players can have, it starts to change the meta up and starts to develop CDH and maybe, you know, develop it into a format that a lot of players want want it or want it to be and where it wants to be and i just don't <clears throat> don't think the ddb is the right move for that but i agree mm -hmm. that the ddb is like a good resource for newer players right just getting in oh what decks can i play but like you said adam like you're you've only been this like maybe like a year year and a half something like that mm -hmm. like <clears throat> once you get into it you go and ask like the people that go and compete, like, what's the best thing to play? And what's your thought process on this? And then they'll give you explanation. Yada, yada, yada. So. Yeah. 
No, I yeah, I, I I'm really looking forward to it, and and like yeah. I said, I'd like to hear what our viewers have to say and what and what they think about it as well, because uh, I'm interested to see like what the actual community feedback is, because like I see people kind of like in, in open discussion forums on Discord be like, hey guys, what's your opinions of the DDB, or like you know blah 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 blah, and it's usually like when you when you do that, you have like a bunch of people who might be like very well involved in the database or things like that, that like will either leave comments or are in there. So people will leave comments like, yep, good job. Like, I like it. You know what I mean? And not really tell people how they feel. So like, you know, you're on YouTube. People usually have different names in their discord names or whatever. Put a comment down there and let us know what you think. Put some long written comments and we'll, we'll reply and like all of them because, you know, I'm, I'm really curious and, and I actually want to have this discussion and see what our viewers think because we make this type of content for you guys. So we want to hear if you guys share similar opinions to us, if you think we're too harsh on the database and things like that, because, uh, you know, we will listen and we'll adjust and, and, and we'll change things dependent on that. And then if you're listening on Spotify, if you're not in the Discord already, you know, join it, but that's besides the point. But you can also like, like we're both like semi-active on Discord if you add us. Any one of our team members in our civil discussions will gladly sit there and talk with you about, you know, our opinions, you know, like we, we want to hear from you guys. Like Adam, I can just sit up here and just like shit post IRL about DDB stuff for like days. Okay. We like, we've been going, we, we spent how long on like the 14 decks. We can go through the whole DDB and do that. <laughs> that could be an episode, yeah. but that would not be entertaining, I think. I don't know. Well, we could make it entertaining. We could make but... it entertaining. <laughs> yeah, we, we'd love to hear from you guys. Comments and then Spotify, you people get in the get in our Discord and debate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's another thing. Yeah, if if you join our Discord, let us know where you come from. Like, whether you come from Spotify, oh, yeah, that's Apple, who... YouTube, because like we get like channel analytics a lot, but like we interact mostly with people on discord. So like, I'd love to hear like where you came from and how we can interact with you more or better. Um, so yeah. Uh, so I think we'll end it here, right? You, you happy with that? Okay. So uh, once again, we'd like to thank all of our high tier patrons. Thank you to doot usable object, Senator Tom Scorish, unorthodox bird, Jeff Bezos, Domino, Geos, Justin, and our resident Chad Nas, just ice. It's thanks to patrons like you that we get to keep doing this, keep having fun, keep buying new, you know, mics and new equipment, new cameras. Where even is the camera that's back there to record stuff? I'm bringing the new camera to Silicon Dynasty. We're going to be recording some video for that. I still have video from Oko that we have to edit and upload. Edit, yeah. So, yeah. Good so we got tons of stuff. And, and it's thanks to thanks to all of you for supporting us that we're able to continue to do stuff and 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 make better content. 2023 this is the first episode of 2023. We'd even say that. Yo, Friggin happy hype. new year. <laughs> happy new year. Oh, my gosh. Uh, we have a lot planned for this year, like big, big things like like I know that we always would say like, oh, you know, we, we have big things planned and da, 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 da. No, we have like some of our biggest things planned, like maybe, I don't know, some stuff with playing with power or, you know, some other people, you know, some big people in the magic world, not just the CDH world. So stay tuned for that. But Ken already said it. If you haven't joined our Discord, yeah, I, get in there. Yeah, all right. Listen, <clears throat> Adam, I got this right. You've been saying that. All right. I, I yelled at you guys last episode. We we got two new people in the in in the fucking Discord. Okay, I'm tired of tired of Adam over here saying just join this Discord. All right, I know it's just rinse and repeat. Join the Discord. Join. I, we're serious here. We want to hear from you guys. Where we don't really look at any other social media besides like Discord. We want to hear from our fans. Okay, and like 
just join the fucking Discord, bro. I'm tired of sitting here. <laughs> Me and Adam both yelling at you guys to join the Discord, okay? But, you know, it's all love in there. We, we got Hamter. We got uh, Vroom. If you <laughs> you guys need to know, <laughs> know the prophecy of Vroom. But, in all honesty, like, Discord's probably the best place. You know, we're very, uh, very PG Discord in there. Yeah. We're, we're local you, Milwaukee metro area. Uh, we have channels specifically that you can meet up with us if you guys are in the Wisconsin area for local games, tournament locations, and like other discussions. And if uh, you guys are shopping for cars, I know we have some uh, pretty big ballers in there that are trying to sell cards. So yeah, we I do don't know what nice else there is to say. New buy, sell, trade for them. Yeah. Um, also, like if you're from Milwaukee, I'm opening up a game store. So like if you want to get February third, mark the date. That. Big party mark there. It. Don't mark the last date we told you because that one fell through. But <laughs> this one yeah. for sure. Um, and then whether you're listening on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else, make sure you leave a like, a review, subscribe, do whatever you can, support us in any way you can, and we'll just keep making content for all of you. Um, other than that, we'll see you on the next one. See ya. Brrr.